Warning, the following podcast may contain phrases such as Studies have shown that stuff Three unwise men Bum 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 With Frog Grant And Ryder and it's You're like, not selling it at all. I didn't realize this myself. Well, my like friend, so my friend uh, Dalton down in down in Portland, like, is it a fungus or is it just like an act of culture, like well, yogurt it's style? Like the water beneath the, I don't, I have no fucking clue. The point is, is it's like apparently it's heated and it's whatever, and it will like actually test positive if you get breathalyzed out in the like a breathalyzer test. It's fermented that much. Yeah, well, it will trigger the, it will trigger the. The test, if you do a breathalyzer test. Mm-hmm. Huh. So be careful, I guess, where you're drinking this, where you're driving. Yeah, no kidding. But the, because um, it will trigger a false positive, and once they have that test, you're pretty much... Uh, you can actually request a secondary blood test. Okay. Yep. Oh. And that'll come back negative. I will do that then. I, do, I drink this. I just It just it means that you're going to get hauled down to the police station in the meantime. And then hauled to the hospital, and then have a blood test done at your own expense. But, but enjoy that kombucha. Yeah, it's supposed to do healthy things, and we don't know what it does. And I asked my friend, like, what it's is... It's supposed to do healthy things. It's supposed to do healthy things. Like, it's supposed to do something. I don't even know what. And so I asked my friend, I was like, what are we doing with this? And he's like, no, dude, it's like, does things. I'm like, what things? Good things. Studies have shown that stuff. Ooh. <laughs> so good. Yeah, like, I don't know what it, it does. Sadly, next month, it's going to cause cancer. <laughs> Because that's the way these things go. It probably it probably is terrible for you. Well, speaking of things that cause detrimental harm to health. You ever seen the things that were healthy in the 60s? I'm just saying. Yeah, there was. <laughs> Did they used to give people like mercury and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were it's all... It's time for your mercury treatment. Oh they were experimenting God. with that at the time, right? So they were like, oh, well, maybe this will work. It's like they're trying so to... the like, kombucha the mercury of today? It could be. And that's why you need an alcohol uh, breathalyzer test. <laughs> apparently well because one of my like guys at the um one of my my assistant at work is uh he's like super into healthy things and he's like drinking it and like we're like looking it up and i'm like dude like none of the things that this is saying is like encouraging me to think <laughs> this is healthy at all like, like, I, yeah wh- what what kind of benefits are this i don't I, I don't understand what the benefits of it are. Like, it's I, supposed I don't know to if it's... clean like it's supposed to help remove toxins from your liver is what I believe I understand. There was something else that... And, and put them where? Probably <laughs> back in your body. That's, yeah, cause, that's great. Because like, the liver's purpose is to remove toxins from the rest of your body. Yeah. That's why you have a liver. And, there, and I, I think don't there, know. There's this. Maybe. I don't want the. I want the toxins in the liver. That's where they're supposed to go. <laughs> not if you have kombucha. It's not. The I, I think I know of another thing that's kind of age old that helps with improving liver function. It's called um, uh, water. You drink a bunch of water. Yeah, that's supposedly. true. I have heard that. Yeah, um, that might be that might be something we have to look. But up. also, water gives you cancer. <laughs> Everything gives you cancer. Well, because water has uh, lead, mino. Docs are, uh, well, in Flint, it actually does. In Tacoma, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, well the difference between Tacoma but and only, Flint only is only the school this. districts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, the difference between Flint, Michigan, and Tacoma, Washington is just the spelling. Right. <laughs> well, saltwater port versus freshwater. There's nothing fresh about Flint water. <laughs> are you kidding me? So, we... Uh, 
so you're trying to apparently clean your liver because you've... I don't know what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> one, uh, one of us recently has had... Um, I'm trying to get rid of my migraine headache. Is it called Clear Mind? And so you think that's going to get rid of your headache? Is that, is that the entire reason? This, in, this has filtered water, organic green tea, organic cane sugar... God, I feel like a hippie just reading this stuff. Organic that man rosemary. Bun is growing right now. Oh, I can see the it. the worst. Organic peppermint, organic sage, and organic dandelion root. So why was it so the you've filtered? So you've, 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 it's iced tea. You've basically... Why don't you just fucking say it's iced tea? But it's iced tea with kombucha. <laughs> you didn't list kombucha in any of that ingredients list. It was like filtered water, green tea, some herbs. Yeah, but yeah. that's the stuff on top of the kombucha. I mean, you should be kind of concerned because the filtered water wasn't organic. <laughs> I wonder how much it's probably true. I am a little worried. My 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 issue with this is like I always wonder like I used an inorganic filter. <laughs> what's an, it's what not is natural. It? What's an inorganic filter? I don't know. I'm pretty sure not dirt, filled. not gravel. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it couldn't involve charcoal. That's for sure. Yeah. Charcoal's organic. That's what I'm saying. That's why an, an inorganic filter couldn't involve charcoal. Well, can't you... Aren't you supposed to, like, consume charcoal if you drink a lot, too? That's what they use when you, like, get alcohol poisoning. Isn't oh, that what they use to make you eat, hurl? Yeah, you eat charcoal to throw up. Dude, I am not coming to you for any health <laughs> advice whatsoever. <laughs> this is the guy... This is the guy who won't eat out of a crock pot because he thinks it's unhealthy. <laughs> this is the guy... This is Kimbo- I, I kind of wonder how many people, including myself, purchase this kombucha only because you can say the word kombucha. Like kombucha rolls off the tongue. No, no, that's it's a good word. Yeah, kombucha. Absolutely. Like it feels like it feels like you're having sex with a net, like 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 a very exotic kind of like an exotic way. Yeah, no, no, no. The marketing on that word, kombucha. like whoever decided to call it that. What are you having tonight? I'm having some kombucha. kombucha. Okay, so how does it taste at least? Because there are plenty of other things that we can drink. Not that great. Um, so what? The issue is... <laughs> what is the, the point? Girl, the girlfriend hates it. Well, well I can see why. And it, it actually acqui- it took me a while to acquire a taste for it. <laughs> okay. So not only are you not aware of what it does. Nothing Not good only you. are you not aware of what it actually can do for your liver, aside from cleanse it of toxins. I don't even know if that's true. Not only does it not taste good... True, but the filtered water is also not organic. You are losing out. It's also three fifty a bottle. What? What? On okay. Earth? So between your, let's call it what it is, snake oil. <laughs> Go on. And his it does. It does kind of It does kind of have that shape. Does it? This bottle. This bottle does kind of have snake oil. That looks like you purchased medicine from some 1880s shyster. (sighs) It does. Like, you went down to the general store. The general store. The general store. Off of a dirt street in the old west. The general store. What is it? No, there was some guy on a platform, right? You know, the one that usually used to hang people, but it's an off day? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you go to the general store, and there's the guy that set up shop just outside of it at his own little shitty stand. He's like, have you been having ailments lately? Because I've got the cure for you. It's kombucha. It's never never that old of a guy. Yeah, what is that? Like, that was a minor. No, he's probably 30, but he sounds that old because of what he's been using. That he he's doesn't use to his own thing. 
No snake oil salesman uses their own thing. Yeah, no. Well, fine. No, no, no. He's Your whole analogy the, fell apart. Big... My kombucha's good. Wait, no, no, the no, 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 no. The fact that he does a shitty voice doesn't mean that your shitty liquid is worth anything. <laughs> a lot of the well, arguments that you worth... two lose against me are based on him siding with you. Well, <laughs> well whenever I side with somebody, they lose. <laughs> That's so true. Any side that I take. It's like he jumps in and shoots me to shit. Every yeah. <laughs> He's like on your side against me. And it's like, because it's like the debate. Speaking of when you two didn't believe You're me. You're a walking straw man. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, you remember when you two If didn't... I only had a brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you guys didn't believe me about the wing zone. Let's talk about that for a moment. Speaking of health, because we benefits. haven't actually been on the air. Yeah, we have not due been on the to air. a health issue. A the major. health issue could have been avoided. <laughs> I don't the know guy that drinking true. the kombucha that everybody's giving a hard time about made a warning. Said a warning. Uttered fatal words. All right. Well, let's back up before the fatal words. Yeah. though. because we were recording. We were. We were right. here in our our luxurious Kirkland studio. Yeah. Right. Um, live from the or or being recorded. I don't know that we're live. Re- well, we're live here now. Except we're not. We're not in the future, which is now because we're listening to it now. Right. Yeah. This is confusing. Yeah, that's Whoa. okay. Just drink more. Kombucha. Go on. <laughs> so, wow. I so. did. I did. Hear, speaking of things that are crazy, I did. I did see a sign last night that said, "What if Pinocchio said, and now my nose will grow." Because if you think about it, it can't grow. Otherwise, unless he's telling a lie. Unless he's telling a lie. So what a what an huh. interesting. That's an interesting. I feel like I feel paradox. like that's eighty percent of our conversations. Now back to my warning. I feel yeah. like Pinocchio could do that and immediately start in porn. Probably true. <sighs> grow. Yeah. And then shrink. Yeah, like this conversation. Go on. <laughs> so what? I I gave you guys a warning and nobody heeded it. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, so we're we're here recording mm-hmm. and the question comes up as to what to do for lunch and yep. normally the answer is always the fall place. Yeah, cuz you know, why not? It's cheap, it's good. We go there. Yeah, yeah, that's that tends to be I keep pushing for a place across the street from the fall place. <laughs> it's called Beijing O Chef. It's that, that great the Irish, Irish Chinese, Chinese food. I, I swear to God, it it has to be Irish Chinese fusion. It's just, what else would be named Beijing O apostrophe Chef? That's what you do. That, it, that's, that, that's the contrast. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know exactly what that place is up. These two assholes will never go there, and <laughs> the name I, I can't know. Nope. No, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure between Irish and Chinese, it's gonna suck for me. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, because because okay, so so no one heeded my warning, which was they, well, I, I, first off, I suggested maybe we branch out, try true. something different, mm-hmm. true. you know, push our boundaries a little bit. Yeah, and then I'm like, so where other than the fall place could we go? And I was pushing for Beijing O Chef, by the way. Yeah, well, you always push for Beijing O Chef. Right. Well, not today. I won't. Yeah. Today, I'm not going to be pushing for Beijing O Chef. <laughs> I got it. But but we ended up with with a, a wing place, the Wing Dome. Mm-hmm. I warned you. <clears throat> now, yeah. why did you warn us? Because you have some history. Because in wing college, dome. we would get Wing Dome all the time. Mm-hmm. And Wing Dome's good. Not knocking their food. Great wings. Mm-hmm. But their wings will knock you out. They'll take you down. As well, it turns out. as it turns out. So what happened? And so I warned. I was like, "You guys sure you want to do that? It's kind of heavy. Yeah, it it could best us." So we go there, 
and you say, wow, those wings were pretty spicy. We get back here, and he, you're he, continuing he, to feel the effects. He's suffering on the walk up. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, we're walking back up from Wing Zone, and he's like panting next to us. Like, Well, dying. that's just because I'm a fat fuck. Yeah, but yeah, you were, you were in pain, like, though. You were, like, touching your stomach. Like, yeah, it was hurting. You were like, oh, my God, I'm in agony. It was hurting mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And we got up here, and we we actually recorded a couple. Like, we did a full interview with someone. Yeah. Like, uh, so we get through Pitt, that. I think that was I think. the Dave Barra interview. It was either Dave Barra or Pitt. Yeah. 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 So um, we get through that. Sorry, Dave. That was an excruciating pain while talking to you. <laughs> But so it wasn't good. your fault. It wasn't your fault. Dave. Well, it kind of was my fault. I went and eat wings. Well, no, it wasn't Dave's fault. I'm telling David. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fault. It wasn't his fault. So we get back and you're like, Did you, I actually think I have to go, you say, because you needed to get home to rest because you didn't know what was going. So I thought it was indigestion. Yeah. So and you doubted uh, me. About 1130, we get a Facebook message that says, hey, guys, I'm in the hospital. Yeah. In the hospital because of wings. Spicy wings. Well, it wasn't the spiciness. Let's be clear. Well, it was. I can take spicy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Apparently, but we get that, and we're like, "Oh shit!" So to to circle around on this, the reason we have not been as active is because yeah, I got I apparently have some gallstone issues, and they caused some excruciating pain, and then some really good drugs. And then you were so there was a payoff, is what you're saying. Oh God, I got. Oh, they. I told you. Well, the thing is, okay, so I get to the ER, mm-hmm. and the ER is the worst place ever. The worst place ever. It's I'm like gonna, the DMV of health. It is exactly what it is. <laughs> it's the DMV of health. That is exactly what it is, right? It's a bunch of people in a waiting room. Like one person's like holding up her hand and has. Is clearly bleeding, like oh, yeah. and has this massive bandage wrapped around her hand, mm-hmm. and then there's one guy there because like he's got a lump on his butt for something, and he decided right now that it was an emergency instead of just making a normal freaking doctor's yeah. appointment for it. He has ass cancer and, and, or something, right? But he came to the ER for it. It's it really is the DMV of health, right? It it's this huge waiting health. line, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I'm by this point because it it kept accelerating, like it got yeah. worse and worse and worse as I went home. Mm-hmm. So as it turns out, what happens if I consume fat is that my gallbladder tries to squeeze out gall, right bile which mm-hmm. is the thing that helps you emulsify fat. Mm-hmm. Except I don't have bile in my gallbladder. I have a bunch of sharp little stones. And so my gallbladder will continue to try and squeeze because it's not actually getting any smaller. And so I have a small part of my body that is cramping around sharp rocks. <laughs> That's impressive. And the more it can't squeeze out, the harder it cramps. Because it's one job is to try and squeeze out bile. Right. And if there's no bile, if it's rocks, it just kind of keeps cramping and the rocks keep cutting into it and it cramps harder. And so it's just this feedback loop, Mm -hmm. right? Until the fat moves through the system. At which point it feels like it's done its job. Right. Oh. Yeah. No wings. Yeah. The wings, (laughs) the wings are the thing that set me over the edge and triggered my first really massive gallbladder attack. 
And, you know, by the time we get into the, the ER waiting line, I'm like laying on the floor, staring at the, like trying to find a position in which it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm like laying on the floor of the waiting room, staring at the ceiling and it's still not going away, but it's a little bit better than if I'm trying to sit down, except mm-hmm. it's not because now my back's out of alignment. And so I'm shifting between that and like kneeling over a chair with my hands on the seat, <laughs> just trying Man. to find some fucking position God, that isn't excruciating. That's the look of desperation. Right it was there. really fuck. It was bad. Um, yeah. And then and then they admit me, right? They take sure. me back into the hospital, and then it's like another hour before the doctor actually comes and sees me, right? Where right. I'm just laying in the hospital bed. Because like Walmart, they decide to employ only one or two people for a, when they have 27 checkouts. Right. Right. And so I'm I'm laying there in the hospital bed, and it's still getting worse, right? And I'm like in a hospital bed, but being in a hospital bed does not make the pain go away. It right. Just, it makes the rest of me a little more comfortable. You know you're next in line and so i'm like and uh, i don't think i handled the situation uh with the level of grace that is usually let's talk for a moment about gender roles because i think i I took some serious (laughs) steps in breaking down this barrier yeah because i screamed like a girl (laughs) (laughs) well we're trend setting right right i I met absolutely none of the masculine stereotypes (laughs) for dealing with pain uh, at one point in time, I was begging my wife to kill me. <laughs> did the doctor mansplain to you what was going on? He did. Uh, and I was actually kind of happy with that. Uh, oh, if, he, if we ever get comments on this podcast, it's going to be from this particular I was Right. Just, it's like, here's the entire. I'm just asking questions. Here's right. the entire description of what I was going through. And this is what's going to come out. It's like, oh, you're gender biased. No, I was screaming like a girl. Uh, the, the Huffington Post has already got an article penned. You know what? Bring it on. We can use the <laughs> listenership. <laughs> Let's get controversial up in this. We I was to- a pussy. There, <laughs> there, feminists. <laughs> Come after me. Wingdome. From now on, that's going to be my um, my like trump card. Whenever we're having a debate, I'm just going to be like, just remember wings. when. Just re- it's a right, remember when you card. predicted that I was going to have a gallbladder attack. Hey, did I not say? <laughs> did I- did I did I say or did I not say we uh, be careful that place will knock you out? To be honest, though, what happened? What happened? Hey, hey. What we find out afterward, though, is that if we were branching out from the pho place, potentially any place we could have gone to might have caused. Hey, potentially that to a lot of things happened, but Grant was right. <laughs> there's a lot of potential. He's clinging. There's he a is lot clinging of, onto no, this. No, there's a lot of potential things, but only one thing happened. <laughs> there's a lot of potentials that happened. We could have had salad and nothing yep. could have happened. But what happened was I was like, be careful. That will knock you out. <laughs> Nobody heeded it. And you were in the hospital crying <laughs> like a girl. That's what happened. <laughs> we can talk about the potential all day long. That is what happened. Broken, is- broken clocks are right twice a day. Yes. So- <laughs> <laughs> hey. So that explains why we've been kind of absent more than usual. Yeah, these, Jesus. Over these last uh, last few weeks, I still have to schedule the surgery to get the thing removed. And when Ryder's doing the surgery, which is just a terrifying. Broad, you know what? But, get the fucking know, claymore out right now. <laughs> Do it. It's leaning over the wall right there. It's a five foot blade, and it's the gallbladder's supposed to be right it's here. Supposed to be. <laughs> supposed to be. You know, it's well, okay. I'm, I'm, where I'm where not, else would it be? Well, I don't fucking know. Like, this where is was my the, best guess. Where was the pain? Jam the thing in me and find yeah. out. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, uh, fortunately, right, I have I have three monitors. 
I have three monitors, and we can get Wikipedia up on each one. I'm pretty sure I have like a 60% or WebMD. Yeah, we'll get WebMD out. Web Every MD time up. I look at WebMD, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, I've oh, never God. like like I've typed in Web WebMD, and like it all it says, says said was you've got one year left. Like that was all. <laughs> wasn't even any information. Just letting you yeah. know. I uh, WebMD is the most terrifying site on the internet. Well, I'm no. a hypochondriac. It's just the worst. <laughs> I go there and I I have everything. Yeah. No, I've 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 been there once and it was bad enough that it actually confirmed I had Half-Life 3. I actually confirmed it because wow. it's that it's that bad of a site. So wow. Look, I I can't believe I'm, that I'm just relatively happened. certain that doctors treat WebMD like I treat like legal Zoom. Wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait is that not good? <laughs> <laughs> Or those weird constitutionalist sites that tell you you don't need a driver's license. Anyways. Right. Do, wait, do I need one of those? <sighs> Not if you're taking the bus. Um, what if you're operating a motor vehicle in the state of Washington? Yeah. 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 You pretty <laughs> much you, you need one of those. Otherwise, what it's you at least a fine or at most jail time. So. Yeah. Although they will argue with you over what the definition of operating is. It's amazing. They wow. say they were traveling, not operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> like, but were you in a car? Well, yeah. And and were you behind the wheel of that car? Yeah. And was it moving? Yeah. So, so the person responsible for the the vehicle that has a motor in it, that was you. Yeah. 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 And so you were operating a motor you vehicle were while I was traveling. You were manipulating the mechanics of the vehicle to make it go in a certain direction. All right. Well, here's all the case law where other morons have tried this argument that they printed Wait, off. Wait, someone the actually did that? Oh, my God. So many. Really? There's a fucking cult of them. Like, that's a human? That's, that's a whole group of humans that talk to each other on the internet and resound this echo chamber effect to where there's enough web pages that all link to each other. And so that because they're linking to other web pages, they must be right. Mm. And so there is this giant circle jerk of people that literally think you don't need a driver's license to drive. But that's uh, most of the web. Yeah. And then they do it and then they get busted and then they get pissed off and then they talk to their defense attorney and they want us to argue this shit because they researched it on the internet it's the same people who have uh who have a membership this is this is the my version of webmd right so i'm sure someone rolls into a doctor's so office like, like i looked up webmd and i have this but, the doctor's yeah. like no no yeah, like you just a have a rash so i've done it's that like, no it's cancer so i've done that a couple degrees right, i want you to ride they never like a like an like football players wear are we talking no like the visor all right what do we have next let's uh the baseball cap without a top on it there you go no i don't have one of those you need to we need to use that what? what? Ba- when you're writing, you, you should have a visor. I'm not a newspaper guy. I don't... What does that do? I don't write newspapers. And only they can have the visor? I, what other... Who else writes with a visor? Newspaper people do that. And you don't think that you can do that? I, I, I am like, sure why that you I not could, have faith but why would I want to? Why don't you want to? They're visors. They're dumb as hell. So the newspaper guy is dumb as hell because he uses a visor? No, no, no. I mean, he's fitting a stereotype. And so you, so you're breaking a stereotype. So you're, you're no, actually no, no, liberating. No, he doesn't work I'm, for a newspaper, right? But he's no, liberating here. He should have a visor. Well, it's like a, a car dealer. It's a visor of liberation. Bowler. The bowler's not a visor. No, but it's a bowler. Well, that's still not a visor. So what? Well, car What's dealers. your Do you write with a visor? A ten-gallon hat's also not a visor. I don't know why we're talking about the bolo. Doesn't a car dealer bowler. also wear a visor? Or that too. Bolo's a necktie. Uh, either one. Still not visors. Well, well, that's a good good observation there, Sherlock. A bolo is not a visor. 
But why don't you wear the visor? What, don't you think you should wear the visor when he writes? Why would I write a... Well, that's... So... Uh, it's a fucking hat without a top to it. It's like you bought a baseball cap and got ripped the hell off. And, that's what a visor and, is. And those particular visors, for some reason, are transparent. Like, light goes through them. It blocks nothing. All it does is add weight to your head. What? Awesome. You've managed to take my side and fuck me yet again. No, 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 no. What the hell what? did There's you just no say? Point. Go on There's to no that point. It, does, it blocks no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're fucking, you're egging him on so you can go against him I, instead I of I just me. want to hear what he has to say. No, he's, so he's on your side here. Jesus Christ. My side is you need a visor. Riders agreeing that you shouldn't because it has, it, it's apparently transparent. So it go on. Can no... you take his side at some point in okay. time? Okay. <laughs> so the reason I don't want you him. need a visor is because it's green and transparent. Yeah, no, you it's got not him. transparent. The ones that I'm thinking of are... What what do you mean visors are transparent? Like they, they're the green ones that have... The dealer visor? Yeah, like the dealer visor. Those are the only ones I've seen. Yeah, why don't you use a dealer visor? No, yeah, there you go. I, you could use a dealer visor and you've been complaining about, shit. You've been complaining about this. But also if you were, I've not been complaining about visors. You've been talking about needing new headwear for a while now, I feel yeah. like. No, I've got, I'm happy with my bowler. But you The bowler bowl. doesn't block the sun. Dude, it's got a whole, it's it's got a rim. Look at all that the way. rim. Look at that rim. That rim's an inch. Yeah, it yeah. blocks the sun. And how far does the visor come? More than that inch. Well, like yeah, but a visor, a, a visor is like a a so baseball a cap that got jacked up. Got, That's all it, a visor. Is. Lost in a but so the, the visor is just for the eyes. Well, who who cares about your head? Uh, I, what difference I don't does the head make for you? But uh, you don't need you don't need to worry about the hair. What well, you need to worry about the eyes when the writing, which is why you need a visor. No. No, you don't. You, you don't. You don't look at but the screen while you write. You're looking down. Yeah, you don't. You you don't. You don't look at the screen while you write. I look at the screen while I write, but so then you need a visor. Why would I need a visor for that? Because you need to protect your eyes. Isn't from it's what? Screen, the a, screen? It's a part of your no no from the overhead light from the sun. The sun from so, dangerous so from dangerous that, UV rays. Well, most of that. the time when I write, I'm indoors. Yeah. So this is assuming for Grant. Do you write on a on a screen outside at all times? Well, no, but he is in this instance. He's going to a con. He's going to camp con. Oh, okay. So so yeah, specifically talking about camp con, which we actually haven't talked about on the podcast yet. So, okay. So we're talking. Our about, listeners have no context so, for that. So at camp con, we write outside. Yes. And outside, it you should block. With, you should block sun rays. Yeah. You know Agreed. from and and a bowler is one inch, shitty. Yeah. So what you need is a more significant level of sun blocking. You need a visor. Well, I, I wait. I'm going to agree that I need a more significant level of sun blocking. Thank you. Which is why we put a giant fucking tarp over the whole thing. Now you're stuck in one spot. You don't just yeah, carry the tarp around, do you? I'm stuck in one spot, anyways. You have the freedom of being outdoors, and you can only go in one spot. What is I, that? That's not freedom. Because so, because that's where the plug is for the laptop. Because your laptop because this doesn't last for ten minutes without being plugged in. It lasts for a while, so you could go anywhere at the campground, and you're stuck underneath one spot. So you go there to be in one spot. I know Why what I go? could use. I know uh, instead of a tarp or a visor, I could use a tree. There are several of those. That's true. Yeah, which have cover. But then, but then the other things fall in your eyes. Like what? Sap. Sap falling into Sap. your eyes. Sap falls. Because when I write... You know, that's just a risk you take when you go camping. Yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not here to negate the risk. I'm here to help you. So if I'm wearing a visor... Yeah, go on. At that point, I like my it. hair is now exposed to all the sap that is falling. Whereas if I, I were don't to care wear about a normal hair. hat, not only would I have sun coverage or light blockers or whatever you want to phrase it as, 
I would also be protecting my luscious it, locks. If you got to, if you got to be a wussy and have the whole deal, fine. Come from but, a dude who has like an entire family of rodents living in his beard. I mean, hey, I've named them. Thank you. <laughs> and there's only two. Oh, they haven't bred yet. No, uh, no. You've no, gay rodents breeding over there. Are, no, your, no, no. are your beard rodents gay? Uh, there's a possibility. He re- he respects our privacy. Yeah. No, no, that's but fine. more importantly, the visor. Yeah, so in a camping situation, a visor we is need to bring you Well, you're, you're coming to Camp Cotton, aren't you? Sure. Bring so are visor. you going to be wearing a visor? Of course. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I want, we will post pictures of this. Yeah, we're going to Why would to. I not have a visor? Uh, they because you had stupid as hell. You can you, have a hat. Do you not have a visor? I don't have a visor. Do you need me to buy you a visor? No, you don't need to buy me a visor. I feel like he needs a visor. I don't need a visor. Yeah, you could go buy a visor, but here's the thing that you need, also need to... Uh, it's a jacked up hat! Just buy a hat! You need to keep in consideration when you when you go to pay with a credit card. Uh, if you put the credit card in upside down with talking? the stripe facing up inward, then you're placing your credit card in the wallet wrong. How the fuck did we change subjects to this? Like I, I feel like my mental gears just got ground. More importantly, I can't downshift that fast. <laughs> you need to clutch, buddy. Clutch. It's so, a, it's a, it's a pedal shifter. More importantly, yeah. The pedal shifter. Like, did you think about that before you <laughs> talked? Well, honestly, if you're putting, like, you I were, felt like that was some T.S. Eliot type shit right there, just right to the page. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, well, it you was have something. to buy a visor, right? So you have to buy a visor, and likely you're going to use your card. Now, if you put your card in, magnet Are you side like up. The, so what do, what do we do with the magnet side? If you put it's a magnetic the magnetic strip, up, it's not a magnet. Well, it has magnetic properties, right? It has an imprint. Sure. It does so not possess magnetic that, qualities. If you slide itself. that into your wallet with the magnetic strip side up, you're doing it wrong. Is this is define this, up? Up is where it when you slide it in. If the magnetic strip's facing you, you're doing it wrong. Did you just now learn how to use a credit card? No, no, no. This was five years ago. And you're just sharing this information. Yeah, so there was a college class that I went to. About- like a three-year-old that was like, I painted, it's blue. It's like, we're <laughs> like talking about brain surgery here. <laughs> we are? No, we were talking about visors. We were talking about visors and how I'm talking, they cover I'm, no cranium, So okay, let me, which, let me, may, which may go into your need for brain surgery, okay, but go let on. Let me pull it back to, I'm giving you pearls of wisdom here. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, all right. and while I'm giving you this wisdom, I got that going on. Yeah, well, that's our. That's, that's just what like I how we live though. in. I got How this. is my topic any less relevant to the functionality of a Because yours isn't a topic. There's no argument with yours. Yours is a statement. Because I'm right. Well, yeah. yeah obviously, but, you're right. So, okay. But why the hell are we talking about it? Well, because I want to be right for once. Congratulations. <laughs> cool. So, visor sucks. We- Next topic of discussion, what color is the sky? <laughs> well, it's green. Are you just like... Jesus Christ. <laughs> this guy. Are you like the kind of guy... Like, you... <laughs> You put the like toilet paper on wrong, don't you? Well, it's to keep the cats from batting at it. You don't have cats! You don't know that. I'm in your apartment! You could be leaving in my beard, chasing there's, the rodents. Trust me, there, there's, there, there's no pussies in here. There's no... Wow! Wow! What? I didn't say anything. What? I have a greater <laughs> chance, though, because I'm not wearing a visor. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, like, no, you don't have a, It's a visor. The visor makes no Why sense. Why do you though. not want a visor? Because they look like shit. For me, the functionality. So the I visor was 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 used for all of the eighties on all the family trips. Uh yeah. And those family trips were very successful for all of those people. So that's not true, but go on. So there, for a lot of them. 
there there were successful family trips in the 80s most of them were a nightmare go on and so you you basically want to turn your nose at this tradition Uh, i if i could turn my nose at almost the entire 80s so if you want i would do so a visor then uh because we don't want to turn our nose at the 80s you also need to be wearing a fanny pack while you're wearing the visor he has a fanny pack he's got one for his phone oh my god he does that's not a fanny pack. I do have a fanny pack, though. See? He has oh, a fanny Well, okay. He, would be, he wears a fanny pack. Oh. Why don't you wear a fanny pack? Why? Yeah. I don't need a fanny pack. Why what, not? The hell do I need a fanny pack for? The same reason you need a visor. You don't, use a, you don't use a fanny pack for your head. Yeah, but it's a utilitarian type of thing. Yeah, but yeah, but you protect your eyes. Yeah. A, a fanny, yeah, pack, fan, fanny packs are actually fucking useful. Fanny packs. So it's a visor. No. Visors are jacked pack. up hats. That's all they are. Yeah, but if so, in lieu of visors, you're using your hand like a visor. It's like a less effective visor. It's a visor and you're losing an arm. You just wear a hat. That's what's happening to you. Yeah, but your hat is one inch. Here, here. Here's me with a fanny pack. He's showing a picture of him with a fanny pack. I see you with a fanny pack. Yeah. A fanny pack is called <laughs> a backpack. Why do you wear your fanny pack there? <laughs> Where is he wearing it? <laughs> Why is it there? Where, where is he wearing it? <laughs> Why Tell would us. you put your fanny pack? Why would you have your fanny pack just directly above your groin? <laughs> He's got like two water bottles. It is just like right above his business. <laughs> like that. Why wouldn't you? Just, well, I don't know. Look at this picture. He just. All right, let's let's see about. It's a this great here. picture. Might have been the fanny pack. It's just right above his jaw. Wow. Yeah, that's like seriously right there. Yeah. Um, it's just well, like, is this like a cup for you? <laughs> no, just because that's where it's accessible. Isn't it a, like accessible elsewhere? Your hands, well? your hands naturally lie on the sides of your body. Why is a fanny pack not, not as... Well, I'm not going to put it to the side. Who the hell puts it to the side? Everybody. Nobody Every- puts the fanny pack there. Who puts the fanny pack there? I will tell you. I will tell you that nobody it's, puts the fanny pack there. That's where the fanny pack. Look goes. up a fanny pack photo. I bet you the fanny pack is not not there. The yeah. fanny pack doesn't go there. I would. If I would, fanny is supposed to be the backside. backside. It's your ass. Nobody has fanny. a fanny. Yeah, but backside's not accessible. Yeah, but that's the fanny that's pack. What she said. <laughs> nobody has it but, above the groin. It's, it's not, not called a groin pack. A groiny pack. Look at pull up a, fa- a picture of a fanny pack. You see no pictures of fanny packs on the. Watch, it's going to be the first one he pulls up just it's because not. he said He's that. Googling this. Oh, well. this girl. <laughs> <laughs> of course that. <laughs> Come on. Wait, what phrase? What search that was the first person wearing a fanny pack on the Google search. The first. Hit the, the back button. The first place is an urban outfitter, outfitter's model. Yes. No, here, hit images, idiot. And what do we have? Oh my God! They do wear it there. Ha! Who is? Oh! <laughs> what? Oh! Oh! This is one of my best moments on the podcast. Almost all these. This is how far we've come. Because <laughs> this is your best moment. You've managed to successfully argue that grainy packs should sit on the front. Yeah. This wow! Is, that's this is your literally moment. where they. That's where they go. Who is? That's where you wear them. <laughs> this has like famous people doing that. Yeah, because that's where you wear them. <laughs> you wear them there. Yeah. You don't wear them there. You wear them there. Look at these people. Because that's where you can get into them. The whole point is to have stuff easily accessible. This is what I feel like with that picture. This is what I'm seeing. <laughs> 
What are you seeing? Tell us the audience. <laughs> Just, this is like two guys jazzercising. <laughs> Fatty pack. Just wearing a... Okay, so what I'm going to say then... This is has that... The Rock doing that. Yeah, The Rock. Man, that guy. Um, I love how flabbergasted. Like he can't even. He keeps scrolling, just in disbelief. He's Who wears tra- that there? Everyone, apparently. fucking everyone. You Hulk lose. Hogan does apparently. Hulk Hogan's at Home Don't Depot. Um, there, Hulk Hogan does it. Fan- Your arguments are invalid. Why, who? What, why do people wear it there? But, so back around then, fanny packs. Why are there so many hot girls using a fanny pack? So do I need to wear a fanny pack to get a date? These girls. There's a lot of famous hot girls wearing a fanny pack and Jared Leto, so about the same. Okay. Well, okay, so <laughs> I need to put a picture on my dating profile of me wearing a fanny pack in order to get dates. Why do people have guns in the fanny pack? It's a gunny pack. But do you want the gun at the groin? Well, you put the gun in the groin? I don't, I don't have a gun. That's how I protect my groin. Are you sure? Yeah, you have I'm a fanny sure. pack. Apparently, you got to have a gun according to this place. No. No. You sure don't have a visor. I don't a have a visor. A pack either. is to a backpack what a visor is to a hat. Let's look up visor. One second. No. Here. You'd wear a visor. No, no, no. It holds less, e.g. takes care of less, and you can get the same thing with the so standard So people write line. in and let no, us no, no, know. It's, it's, Who here different wants functions. to use a visor? They're different functions between... Who here wants that? Everybody the, wants the that. The backpack fanny pack difference. Mm-hmm. There, is there back, what's this difference? There, there's a functionality difference. Okay. Let's hear because this. the purpose of the fanny pack is to have the things you put in it immediately accessible even as you're moving, right? So it can still be strapped to you and you can still get into it, which is why you wear it on the front. <laughs> Whereas the backpack <laughs> is like just to carry shit around. But if you want to get into the backpack, you're taking the backpack off. That's what I do when I stop. Right. The you don't have to stop with the fanny pack. Those water bottles that I have in that fanny pack in that picture, I can just, boom, on the trail, just, boom, grab it, pull it, take grab a swig, it. put it back. Done. Man, it's like it's a literally where the water's going right in and out is right next to each other in this picture. <laughs> Same point of uh, interaction. That's, that's amazing. So, uh, Whereas a visor has the same function as a hat, except it's less. Yeah. What's better than this? So The bowler... Who well, used, I probably won't take the bowler camping. Who uses the bowler to block sun? Yeah, do you even bowl? I, I I actually do bowl. I like bowling. Okay, so do you wear the bowler when you bowl? I uh, know. You should. I Why should. Because, uh, uh, I mean... It's been actually a while since I've bowled, but... Bowling, bowler, bowl. There actually there isn't a bowling alley in my town. Otherwise, I'd bowl more often. Hmm. What do you What do you average? Not good. No. Why is this? This is our content for today? This is the worst <laughs> this content. Is our- are you, what are you talking Wait, about over there? Says you. I, says you I, starts I, off I have an argument. Visor. I have a valid point. And we're talking about bowling. What's yeah. next? Uh, we're done with this topic. Okay. I've made my this. point. We're going to talk about I've the, made my point. <laughs> yeah. We, you need a visor. People get to write in. Everybody write in. Everyone write in. Tell Frog Grant Visor 2 2016. Like yeah. Frog Visor 2016 and then Grant Fanny Pack Front 2016. Never. Why the Fanny Pack? <laughs> Do you hate when your underwear bunches up inside your butthole? Are you looking to get more thrust from the hips? Do you simply want to be really loud? Now with the explosive implantable decompression unit from three unwise men, you can clear out that bunched underwear, thrust with a gust, and scare the ever-living shit out of your dog. Concerned about smell? Don't be. 
With the explosive implantable decompression unit, you can choose your scent. Now, get rid of that bunched underwear with the smell of vanilla. Your friends will want you over all the time and will get rid of their clay plugins. Buy it now at Three Unwise Men today. There we go. Three, two. It takes you five minutes. <laughs> even start the interview after it takes you half an hour to get the text whatever you know what <laughs> if, peter, if peter had anywhere else to go today this must be a really slow day yeah. yeah so next time i'm like hey peter next time you're on just put a two-hour block for what is only <laughs> for half, a, an hour, half an hour interview because <laughs> yeah. we're terrible because of the before and after so, so who do we have us, we have rock lord today awesome rock lord That's how are you awesome. i'm doing great how are you guys uh we're we're tolerable does that I, we're good i have to know is that yeah. like a lord of geologic formations or a lord of really big birds <laughs> can, there, can there be a third option yeah but, metal uh, yeah he's yeah. like oh okay yeah he actually yeah, yeah. did you really just think he was a geologist I is that know. what <laughs> i think rock lord's an awesome name but there are a number of things it could mean that's true but with with you peter what is what does it mean explain it to frog he's lost uh, yeah, I and I did. This is not a self appellation. I uh, I was actually doing a, a similar blog or um, podcast a couple years ago, and the guy just um, used the term and kept using the term. And then he told me I could use the term, so I'm using the term. It's a good term. I like that term. I mean, it's a great term. Well, you actually play <laughs> music, don't you? Yeah, I I actually moved to Seattle. Uh, in pursuit of the big music dream, and oh, spent several years so this is a voice training. So this is a music thing. Yeah, he, yeah. It's, what did you? Yeah, I'm so focused on writing <laughs> fantasy. Sort you're of still things. on the geology. Got it. Well, I, I look, look. Okay. In in, in a, a podcast and in an environment where we all we're talking to fantasy authors, a lord of rocks is not like unheard of. That's fair. <laughs> Either the geologic <laughs> formation or the giant birds. The birds? <laughs> the rock? Like They're the, giant they, birds called rocks. What the... F- are you sure, are you sure you're not referring to... Who would name themselves uh, after a big bird? Uh, no, but Johnson, a lord of those big birds? That would no, be I'm awesome. I'm not talking to you. Peter, so what kind of music did you actually... What, what kind of music were you playing that wasn't apparently geological or a big bird? Screw that. If yeah. you could be a lord of giant birds, wouldn't that be awesome? It would be awesome. Okay. Um, My point is made. <laughs> Uh, anything I say now is just going to pale by comparison to <laughs> Lord of Birds and Rocks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Uh, uh, I, I am actually a classically trained vocalist, and I the music I was making was progressive metal in the vein of Dream Theater or Queensrÿche. Okay, so okay, cool. Nice. Uh, uh, but the you know my music tastes are pretty broad. The only thing I don't listen to is EDM music. Mm. Oh, you're not inch, 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 the dance yeah, music, I, um, and maybe it's see, I, I, I'm so like, out of the music world that he says EDM, and I'm like erectile dysfunction music. That's what exactly what it is. <laughs> is wow, that, that was the first place my mind meant with that particular. And, and, and my favorite part about this, I think Peter just now realized what kind of podcast he's on. <laughs> 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 he was like not sure and now so, he's like he's still oh, on wow, the line this is, this is, he's like oh i got technical difficulties myself <laughs> <laughs> i could be somewhere chewing on tinfoil <laughs> yeah yeah <he's> yeah like, <laughs> 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 like that's, oh, that's 
amazing. So we can find this rock lord at orulian.com, O-R-U-L-L-I-A-N.com. And you've started, uh, you've put out recently Trial of Intentions. That's right. Uh, in fact, the paperback just released, I don't know, six weeks ago or something. Nice. Oh, nice. And that's book two, the first being the Unremembered, if I'm correct. Yeah, the, the, the first is the Unremembered, but like the thing I'm trying to make clear, um, and I don't know if we'll get into it in the podcast, but... Well, let's get into it now. as well. Yeah, like, go ahead. Let's go into is, it now. This is pretty freeform, so let's get into <laughs> yeah, it. Here we are. <laughs> well, I got, I got saddled with an editor <clears throat> on the first book who wound up being released for incompetence and um, sexual harassment. What? <laughs> that's awesome. I was mean, it, that's was terrible. It, was it you? No. <laughs> like, were you the one getting harassed? I got, I, I got, I, I got hit with the incompetence part. Um, I wasn't close enough to be harassed sexually. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, you know, so I you mean, only got half the experience. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, I you, got maybe the other half would have been more exciting. Yeah, yeah. The first for an editor can't be fun. The thing is, is uh, I'm not the only one that got like burned by this guy. Um, but the, the the upshot is that uh, trial of intentions is where I tell people to start when they read my long work. And oh, so okay. even even though the books have may have numbers on them, um, I tell people for the most part, you know, don't worry about the first book. Consider it a prequel, unnecessary. Start with trial of intentions. It's a much stronger book, much better entry point to the story. Okay. Mm, okay. So are you are you do you have any plans on like getting that book re-edited? It was, time? as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, part of the the whole rigmarole was that um when they found out the depths of this guy's uh incompetence, they asked me if I was willing to go back and do what I'd want to do the first time. And um I did. And I cut forty three percent of the book. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're calling it the uh, the author's definitive edition, and usually that means the author puts back all the stuff that they made him cut. In my in my case, it's I took out all the stuff they made me leave in, and um, <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy. But but and and I'm I'm proud of that book, and and the author's edition is much better than the original edition. But I had to then go back and sort of rethink the series and rethink the story because I was effectively relaunching, and so Trial of Intentions is just. You know, it's just a better book. It's a better start to the story. Hmm. And for fans who love the universe, then they can go back to the other one as a prequel. And that's fine. That's fair. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. So start with trial. Start with trial. And then, you know, when you're. So what sort of a universe are we talking about here? Like, is It's this epic a... fantasy. I was asking I our guest, asshole. <laughs> well, you looked at me. <laughs> well, he's not in the room. <laughs> well, I don't know. Look at the mic. Sorry. We actually got the author on the line, and you're sitting here fucking answering the questions. What the hell? I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a second world, and it's not it's not one of those things where it's our world in the far far future or in the far far past. It's a it's a different world. Obviously, there are analogs um, because you know it's you know i'm a human but mm-hmm. it's um uh and it is epic fantasy um and and my my idea with this and and um there's days when i think in retrospect maybe i'd have done it differently but my idea was that i would um, take some of the tropes of the of the of the genre and use those initially to get folks grounded and familiar and then um and then twist them on them mm-hmm. and so um 
I think in, in large part, that's why I like the first book now is just a prequel, because where the twisting and the changing really sort of gets on steroids is in Trial of Intentions hmm. and start to violate expectations you might have of the genre. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, I, I do some things there where, um, as an example, one of my lead protagonists, he has this idea that as the whole world's escalating to apocalypse, as often happens with you know, epic sure. scale battles and sure. epic fantasy. He's like, well, what very, very rarely in epic fight? fantasy is the world not yeah, escalating right, to yes. apocalypse. And that's fun, right? Yeah. Death is fun. Um, but the, the thing he thinks is, well, what if um, there's a way to prevent war before it starts? And he happens to have ties to a, a scientific community. So his, a lot of his subplot is him trying to use logic and, and science to find a way to avoid war. Um, which a lot of the readers are like, wow, I never quite read that. That was pretty cool. So, Well, you have a very unique magic system as well, if I recall. Um, yeah. Um, I, being a musician, I, I spent a lot of time building um, things up around a principle um, I call resonance, which is a, it's an acoustic principle in our world. But I extrapolate, of course, for magical ideas. And what I, I tried to do to make it unique is... Um, I, I thought about our world having things like magnetism and gravity as unifying principles and mechanical law and said, what, you know, I want something like that that's uniform and universal in my world. Uh, and I, I, I built it around resonance. And what that means is that as you read the book, you will encounter different societies who've built um, and, and tapped into the power of resonance in unique ways. So it, it effectively looks like different magic systems, but the underlying principle is the same. Um, okay. And I, because I had to have that magic work at a distance, um, I I sort of coupled it with some of the ideas of quantum entanglement. So there was, you know, it was okay, it was sure. fun. But one of the principal ways you see it take place is with music and it's vocal music. And it's not this isn't sopranos and lullabies. This is this is aggressive music meant to destroy. Okay. Now the rock lord thinks makes more sense. See? Yeah. yeah. See? Hey. See? Can, can it destroy rocks? Are you, is it still you and your bird call over there, Mr. Bird? <laughs> Look, I still say that being the Lord of Rocks would be awesome. Well, how is that? The, well, let's say, I mean, there's no way that was the second thing when you hear Rock Lord that came to your mind. There was no way that you were like physical was, rocks was, and then birds. Actually, the birds were the first thing, but I decided to list the physical thing first. We're no longer friends. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you dude, see what I have to put up with? The dude's over here? writing epic fantasy. Yeah. Why is that even like an invalid assumption that he's talking about giant birds when he says the word rock? Would you ever think of birds, Peter? Um, it was not on my short list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I, I'm actually alone in this. You, you, you are a hundred percent alone. You not lose. only are you alone in the room, you're actually alone. The guest is in. <laughs> It's like nobody knows what you're talking about. You know what? Finally, it's not me. That's yeah, right. You're uh, the writer of this conversation. But <laughs> so normally, Peter, we have debates. Um, yeah. If well, you, it's fun to hear him try and defend it. Yeah, because there's no defending this. No, 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 no. A rock is a giant bird. That's yeah, great. Maybe if you'd seen the way I spelled it, would have helped this whole. Conversation. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm going off audio here. Obviously, yeah. if it's a CK, so the rock, the so giant let bird me understand. Let's let. Let's understand your argument here, Peter. What I'm understanding is that when he heard you as the Rock Lord, he his first his first step was that Peter fashions himself as a giant bird. No, 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 that a was... Lord of giant birds. 
You don't have to be a giant bird to preside over them. What, like the woman in Home Alone 2? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What? I just did that. I just did that. Okay. Miller reference. Oh wait! Well, oh, the, the problem Miller's with what so you've good. just done, Raider, reference is that I pulled it back that? to me. You, you, you just admitted you watched Home Alone too. More importantly, we missed Peter's Fantastic Hall. That was a Dennis Miller reference. That was the best second around to a Dennis Miller reference I heard. Because Dennis Miller, if you watch football at all, he was what was he do it for like a very short period of time? He was announcing football. I don't know. really. And, and yeah, he was, and nobody knew what he was talking about. Well, it was the same as, yeah. Watch him interview. Yeah, you know how like Madden will tell you the basic thing that you know. You, yeah, like you gotta. Like he's run, really good at. Being like you gotta. If you score more than the other team, then you win. Right, 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 right. Nobody knew what Dennis Miller was talking about at any <laughs> point. Huh. What, what I love about Dennis Miller is he'll get he'll string together like an endless series of cultural references, mm-hmm. and you know you you can actually follow them. And uh, at the end, it, you know, it's like this. He's like this crazy Socratic um, argument guy because at the end you're like, oh, you kind of understand, but you go on this crazy journey to get there. Yep, it's true. Uh, yeah, he's actually a wicked smart guy. Oh, sure. He's super smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's uh, like, if you watch him on interviews, you could pretty much guess like, like we, um, we used to have, have a bet like how quickly will like he take over this interview? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how quickly will he make it his? Well, within the first two references. Yeah. Well, so we figured out that I'm Dennis Miller and right now Frog's... No, 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 no. no we no, we no, said no that Dennis one. Miller was smart. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So do you still, do you still sing? Do you still do oh, your, yeah. the music thing? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've, um, a, a friend and I um, are writing a concept album that's set in the universe of my series. Oh, oh wow. Sweet. That's super cool. So you yeah. might have the first book that has a soundtrack that comes with it. Well, no. Oh, really? Yeah, Kevin J. Anderson's already done that with Rush. Kevin, well... That so he let's, sang? Let's be clear. Kevin, what Kevin did was he took... Um, he's done a couple of music things, actually. I, yeah. Kevin and I are pretty good friends. Hmm. He did a... Uh, Kevin's got his own fantasy series that he did um, uh, like a, a soundtrack to. It wasn't a concept album, per se. Um, and then Kevin also did... Um, the novelization of Rush's Clockwork Angels. Um, the, so the, the, the difference for me is um, I'm writing an actual concept album, meaning there's an, an actual story that weaves through it. In, in my world, there's this notion of what I call the song of suffering. It's a song of power. And it's, it's sung in nine movements. And so the, the concept album I'm writing um, retells the song of suffering um, through the eyes of one of the characters, while it actually gives you that pieces of that song, so and it's it's progressive metal, so it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but um, that's not why I make music. Well, th- that should that not should be, ever be the never, reason, yeah. But that's yeah. so cool. So is uh, because of how it's being presented. Is it is it going to have that almost operatic singing, or is it going to be more of the growly type? So. Um, I do. I definitely use uh, some rough in my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would describe it as rasp, but I don't do Cookie Monster. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't do 
cookie monster. Dude. Is that like a level of gravel? <laughs> that is a level uh, yeah, of gravel, dude. yeah. And, then, and the thing is, is I, these guys are serious, and Jeez, I, I applaud cookies. the energy and the commitment they have. But there's a, in a lot of the metal today, there's this, this, this just straight up, like, um, cookie monster sound. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's, it's really hard to understand. It's not very musical. It's certainly not melodic. No, no, and no. I'm, um, I was, a, I'm a trained vocalist. So, uh, you know, if, for me that it's kind of, um, it's just not my, it's not my preference and it's certainly mm-hmm. not the way I sing. Right. So, the- so if you've heard, uh, James Labrie, uh, Jeff Tate from Queen Jike, um, mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. guys like Bruce Dickinson from Maiden, my right. voice is much more like that. Gotcha. That's, that's a, that's a heck of a set of people to compare yourself to. No, he is. He's a, he yeah. does it. He has, That's awesome. He, you did concerts, didn't you, recently? Or I saw you going to a concert or something, didn't you? I thought you well, were like went to one. Well, yeah, I I I go quite a bit. Um, the, <laughs> that started so high. And I was like, <laughs> just well, because here's what happened with that question. Here's what happened with that question is I was I started it and then I was trying to remember where it was. And I got distracted <laughs> in my own head. Like, I swear yeah, to God, it was did. in China. No, it wasn't. I'm sitting here watching you, and, <laughs> and like, was, you did a whole thing. It was the worst question. Why was this the worst There's, question. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to follow that question. It's not great. Uh, you're so, fucking this up, Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. So but yeah, there's, you, you actually asked a couple things, kind of. So I have toured. <laughs> uh, I have toured internationally with uh, metal bands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've. You know, I've had that opportunity. I, I haven't done it as much as I like because I really enjoy it. Um, I, I go to a lot of the great acts that come through Seattle. Recently, Dream Theater was here. and They're my favorite band. Hmm. And I happen to be pretty good friends with most of the guys in the group. So I got to hang out with some of those guys when they were here. Um, and, and as to the comparisons, like, you know, I, I certainly don't mean to be egocentric, but I did train with the same vocal trainer um, that trained Jeff Tate for almost five years. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I know the technique. Um, and when people hear me sing, they usually draw the comparisons between Labrie and Tate, just because I think when you spend time training, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of, you know, infuses in your voice. Right. So yeah. what's your, what's your favorite bands then? Oh, my very, very favorite band is Dream Theater. And the reason for that is they, they marry, um, they marry the technical ability with all of the passion. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of this false dichotomy that a lot of, um, metal fans and other mu- musicians and, and music fans draw between technical ability and and passion or or soul and it's it's mostly bullshit because um, in the same way- <laughs> I absolutely agree. Go ahead. Well, and here's here's my analogy for writers. You know, if if you're really super awesome at something, like let's say you're just really good at dialogue, does that mean you should just write the best dialogue in the world and forget about plot and pacing and characterization. Should have worked for Hemingway. I don't. Right. (laughs) And, 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 um, you know, Hemingway's Hemingway. Uh, (laughs) uh, You know, I, I'm not reading him right now. (laughs) But the, 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 the point is, is, is you try and put more tools in your toolkit so that you're better at your craft. And writers, writers do most of the writers I know, even published writers are still trying to like become better at the things that oh, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. their strengths. I heard Pat Rothfuss say, I was on a panel with him at Emerald City Comic Con. I heard him just say, look, I have to work twice as hard to get a fraction of the plot that most writers do because he's just he, he self admits that he's not very good at plot. 
Mm-hmm. But Pat is also phenomenal at voice. But mm-hmm. Pat's working to can always trying to improve himself. And when I so when I talk about dream theater, I say like these guys spent a ton of time becoming very proficient with their instruments. In addition to starting out loving, you know, Rush and Maiden and all of these folks. And so rather than just pick something up and start banging on it, they went to Juilliard. They went to the Berkeley School of Music to get like super awesome. And so now they can use all those tools when they want to write something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really so there. No, that's <laughs> that was, really cool though. That is really cool. And what I want to point out here, what just happened was one you followed up your shit question with the most generic question i think we've ever asked what's your favorite band like like two teenagers flirting with each other well if you're gonna ask someone who their favorite band is you ask someone who produces music and then peter here actually managed to turn that into something really insightful like that's what we do you asked a shit question and and we got gold out of it. That's 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 my art. No, that is that's his art. <laughs> that's, that's my you art. Fucking it that's up. My, I throw the soft. I throw the soft balls. Yeah, don't touch Grant's balls. It's not <laughs> a good that, idea. Let that just leave that there. No, well, it was. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to, how to respond to that. <laughs> I'm just, that so, was well, a, well, a great circle, observation. Go well, ahead. Let's circle back on the on the concept of the book now that we have a little bit more of that background um you know kind of filled in there so i can't believe reader's the one taking us away from music and back to the book well it, so reader actually so just so you know peter this is a <clears throat> a con in a podcast essentially so so we do talk about writing we obviously we always feature an author every 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 episode generally it turns into a bar con in a podcast. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it goes wild but the point is is that reader in, in, in all this actually comes from a music background right not a writing background and he is now turning the question away from music well, so this is completely. a very strange moment for all of us so go uh, ahead no, we're, writer. right we're so, dealing with it well we you so you mentioned in your in your book you talk about resonance you talk about um how different types of resonance elicit different types of magic and whatnot um in regards to implementing music in there, you talk about more brutal music being more used for more destructive magic, right? Well, what specifically, um, actually, no, but you wouldn't have known that unless you read read the book. One mm-hmm. of my characters, she only she's she's kind of trying to figure out. In fact, in Trial of Intention, she spends a lot of time training, and the way she approaches this music that this this ability she has is almost always kind of in a combative way. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as an example, she's called upon as she's as she's learning to go into uh, the, a room of of one of her fellow singers um, who's um, effectively dying, and rather than go in and and sing some soft, sweet you know thing to revitalize him, she jumps up uh, on the bed and she basically is, is um, full force just commanding him to back to help. And so for her and her, her mentor looks at her and he says, he says, my girl, everything for you is a battle, isn't it? And it's just the way she approaches the music. Mm. So the, the point I'm making is it's um, there are moments of softness and tenderness within, where the music is being used that way, for sure, in the books. But um, usually, you know, because music magic systems aren't unique. I mean, they've, they've been done before. Mm-hmm, for right. me, though, the, the right. good thing is folks like 
Robin Hobb and, and Brandon Sanderson have told me, wow, I've never seen magic done this way. So I feel like I found my own approach. Mm-hmm. But the, um, the intent is, uh, is for it to be not always lull- lullabies and, and sopranos just singing soft melodies, which is a lot of what I've read before. And so I have characters, and there's, then there's two different kinds of music in broad strokes. There's a kind of music that needs to be heard to have um, any effect. And then there is uh, another kind of music that, that can do, uh, do its magic at a distance. Um, and then there's a lot of permutations therein. So, so there's probably the, I would imagine, of course, the singing. Um, is there implementation of other things like um, crystal glasses? You know how they they do the, uh, the you can rub on the crystal glasses and it generates the different tones. Are there things like that that are implemented outside of vocals or even just regular things like cellos, uh, guitars, and whatnot? Yeah, as a matter of fact, in the in the um, book I'm writing now, there's a, there's several different classes of, of weapon um, that um, draw upon a sound as a component of the way they strike and do damage. Mm-hmm. So the 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 idea of music and the many ways that it can be, you know, utilized for combat and for, uh, you know, what it, it it's pretty broad. I have this men- you- I, now, I now have this mental image, and it just hit me. Of someone like wielding a sharpened tuning fork. <laughs> That's in my head now. Well, what was in my head when you were talking about that, Peter, was actually when like kids try to learn the clarinet, Ooh. or they pick up a recorder. Because I feel like when people are learning the clarinet, like I feel that I'm in anguish <laughs> from that. Like I'm like like I am physically being assaulted by that. So yeah, that's the and, music. And that means that you have simply never heard someone trying to learn the oboe. Oh. It's like a walrus. It's, it's, it really? like, a, it's like it's like a walrus. Do you play? Uh, do you play any instruments as well, and beyond just the vocals, Peter? Like, do you, do you play an oboe, perhaps? I, no, I'm not an oboist. <laughs> okay, uh, I play the keys a little bit, but I'm certainly not like phenomenal at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which tools you mentioned, like writers having various tools, and Patrick with plot. Which which ones did you find yourself when you first kind of started? Like, hey, I thought I was good at this, but oh my God, I need to spend more time on it. Like, which ones kind of like, or were there any, you know what I mean? That kind of oh, stepped sure. out? Yeah, I think, um, I think I've, I've worked at dialogue and got much better at dialogue um, from where I began. Um, I think I'm much better at pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that I, I specifically have worked on. Uh, I think I, I think I've always been really pretty good at plot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are, People will debate this because everybody has their opinions about writers, but um, you know I do have beta readers, and so I take their input. And so those are places that I've focused, um, and you know trying constantly to improve. Yeah, do you have a? Do you mind giving us a behind the scenes of like your process? You know, like do you? Do this you do your this is always draft? interesting because every author we have on here has a completely different. Process. It's really right. a, yeah. They're like they've each have their own kind of like you know you you pull back the cover if you will and it's like well I send this then and I do do this first. Like so, how does yours kind of come to be like in terms of your beta readers and your process? Well, it all begins with um, I work a day job, so I don't have the advantage that a lot of my colleagues do to to write full time. Uh-huh. So I get up at three thirty in the morning. And I write before I go to work. I can't do it when I get home. I'm just too spent. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I get a draft, uh, I will send it out to uh, 
um, a, you know, a certain set of beta readers who I've come to trust. Um, and they'll send me notes. And um, I, I usually look for commonalities. Uh, if, if everybody's saying different things, then I may or may not adopt some of those, those insights. Um, but for sure, when I see a lot of them saying the same thing, I recognize there's a real problem. Mm-hmm. And so those things will go into uh, revision. I, I usually do a revision pass before on my own to clean up before I send to the beta readers. Yeah. Then I'll do, I'll, I, you know, I do a, a sweep with the beta readers. Then that'll end up, that draft one going to my editor. And sometimes in parallel with my editor reading it, I may have um, a second read from a smaller set of of beta readers um and then i'll any notes from those two you know my editor and those folks i will do it in a final pass um i don't do i don't have time to do the endless revisions that you probably read about from a lot of the other epic fantasy writers it's not because i don't think that that's maybe a fine approach it's just um i don't have the the time like mm-hmm. I, I i work 12 hours a day at microsoft so yeah so you're like you got to get your stuff in and out yeah i mean and it's it's hard like th- this is a hard genre to, to have a day job because usually these books are are long mm-hmm. and they're they're complex yeah. and um i'd have been much better off writing you know ninety thousand word mysteries or you know mm-hmm. um sword and sorcery novels but here we are i'm sure i don't know what you're talking about okay <laughs> 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 Well, have you found, so th- this is interesting, I had a very recent conversation with someone uh, about they were struggling with um, getting advice back from readers that was, it wasn't like the right group. And so it felt like they were adjusting their writing to match that in some ways. And so there's always that kind of conversation about, because you mentioned people you trust, you know what I mean? So like, what does that mean? Like, what does that entail? Because sometimes you know people will go to writing groups and some of their writing actually to some way gets ruined by that process as opposed yeah, to you, I, increased i don't belong to a critique group mm-hmm. and i know it works for some people i i find those usually to be toxic um mm-hmm. because there's this you, you end up in a in a group of people who think it's their job to find fault i'm yeah. so happy someone's finally saying it so good so i don't um i i, I can't belong to one of those um Instead, what I do is I'll send out to to readers, and obviously, when you start, you don't know if they're going to be a good beta reader for you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I've got a gajillion books, but I've done enough that I've already cut beta readers out of my set because either they don't get me feedback back in a timely manner, and it's like I get it, they got a life too, but I've got deadlines, so yeah. we're not right. matched. Yeah, this just didn't work. Yeah, I've had some who like they read a great big long epic fantasy, and I got half a page of notes. I'm like, there's no way that. Um, the book's that good. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like your first draft. Let me tell you, I just only had. This is great! Exclamation point. You're like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you go through, you go through that, and mm-hmm. um, and you just keep whittling, and then you add people. My my set for for the third book is going to be the largest yet, but most of those are people that I have found, either used before or have found through like work on short fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, like I added a couple of uh, folks that were worked with me on a sh- on a short fiction piece I had published, who were phenomenal, and I asked them if they'd they'd read my third book, and they said yes. So, you know, and then you just you just 
I think it grows. I know that there's some some writers who'll send out to 80 different beta readers. I, I think that's too many for me. But mm. that's a lot of feedback to go through. Yeah. 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 There's some. You know, some some writers are real obsessive about it. I think it's good to get more than like four. Yeah. Uh, but I, at some point, I think it the returns are diminishing. So. No, that makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Uh, Peter, it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for tolerating well, us for a whole Well, half you didn't hour. ask your famous question at the end. I haven't done that in a little while. Well, you've asked enough stupid-ass questions during this interview. <laughs> no, I've asked. Just, I've, I, I'm I insightful. I want the famous question. Yeah, you right, have right. to come up. So at the end of a lot of these, Dance Ryder has to pull in... Like he he digs deep here. What's yeah. happening right now? Yeah, you 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 can't see it because you're on the other side of the computer. But he actually leaned back and squinted. <laughs> it did happen. Like this is a physical thing that is happening over here as he is thinking of of the question to ask you. Yep. All right. Uh, do you have it, writer? I, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So are donut holes illegal? What? What? Or that should one's, should donut it. holes be what? illegal? Should donut holes be illegal? Hold on, go back illegal? and squint again. Get, get <laughs> the squint harder. Uh, what are was that they question? Illegal? Should donut holes be illegal? And if they shouldn't be, why? There we go. I don't know. I don't, what the hell? <laughs> You're it's suddenly affirmation coming from you. You're like, failing. Yeah. You just ate it. So the question to Peter is do, the legality of donut holes. Where do you stand? Where on do the you issue? stand on the issue? <laughs> yeah, I think they should be illegal. Mm. Um, because if they leave them in, there's more donut to eat. Ooh, is he giving me crap for a question. That's a good that response. Amazing. That's but a good response. No, 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 no. I'm giving him credit for the response. I got to set. I you set asked it up, a shit he question. It down. That I was set it, it up. He knocked it down. No, no, no. He's just good at turning shit questions into. Which speak that's of, all him. You know I do want to. I, I, I do want to. I, I know we're. I know we're running a long time, but I do want to say one thing about. Also, is Peter. You also have done a lot of author interviews. So if you guys go to his site, like you will see, like very like thoughtful and like excellent interviews with with. Uh, you won't find that here, but you will find that <laughs> if you go it, to. Arulian.net, right? Uh, Arulian.com. Arulian.com. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We're such a train wreck. Yeah. I don't have the notes. He's They're going to the go notes. look at his interviews and be like, oh, that's how it's done. And then just forget and about they'll us. they'll never come back. That's you just straight. lost us like two v- listeners, which is like half our, our freaking audience. <laughs> and they're gone now. I, I think we're definitely shooting at different audiences. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, very possible. Right. Peter, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks, guys. This is a lot of fun.